many people. I have on Brandon Showalter, and I'm so very excited. He used to write for the Christian Post, but then you just recently, uh, I don't know what to call it. I'm not gonna say let go. It's obviously you. Transition to part-time, transition yeah, to part-time. Yeah, yeah uh, I've known about your work since I guess March, the whole Women Pick at DC thing. I don't think I actually like was introduced to you or, or, or said anything to you, but um, you know, you've written some amazing articles all about this transgender lie. Um, and they're so profound. Um, so was that your own doing? Like, how did you come about that in terms of like, that was your own investigative work where you wanted to shine a light on it? Well, I kind of fell into this issue kind of by accident. It was, I started in journalism in the summer of 2016 and uh, my first day actually happened to be the day after the Pulse nightclub shooting, believe it or not. Mm. And so that was kind of, I fell into all these LGBT issues, which is, which is strange. And the, as working for a Christian publication, we were, you know, I think my editors wanted to see, okay, can this guy write with mm. sensitivity and truthfulness? Mm. Can he reflect our position while being gracious? And yeah. sometimes, you know, religious conservative types just don't know how to address this with any kind of nuance or whatever. And so it was out of that that I started investigating more deeply into this whole space. And I soon found that everybody basically moved on from LGB mm. issues and everything was about the T. And I started noticing how language was being overhauled within news mm. coverage. And that was just so alarming to me because journalists are responsible for recording the first draft of history. And I couldn't tell who was being spoken of in the body of an article because it was referring to males as she and her. And I was like, this is just, I, the, the abuse yes. of language was just insane. I was like, whoa, yep. this is, I, I can't participate in this. And we had discussions with, um, I had discussions with my editors about just how were we going to report on these issues because the truth was at stake because we were being demanded. It was being demanded of us even through the Associated Press. And it was like, we have to write this way and communicate this way. And we just weren't willing to do that to compromise biological truth. Amazing. But then I learned about, I soon learned about the medical aspect of all of this. And I'd heard about, you know, a few people had gotten these crazy surgeries and there were hormones that I, my grid was, okay, it's those few transvestites down at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. And that's about it. Oh no. When I learned about that, they were doing this to children, something inside me just snapped. It was like, hold the phone let's yeah. back this train up like i cannot believe i just like this is a medical scandal how oh in God. the world is this is this happening how is this how is this happening at all i was just shocked and so i knew i just had to i just knew i had to start scrutinizing it and that just one thing led to the other and i fell down the rabbit hole that's how it all, that's how it all started i never could have dreamed i never could have dreamed finding out all this stuff and even when I go home to the Virginia countryside where I'm originally from. It's actually where I am right now. Mm. Um, and I talk to my family and friends here about it. They look at me as though I've got five heads. They can't yeah. believe it. Even today, and I've been at this for five years, I'll show them pictures of these, you know, wretched surgeries or, you know, girls with their breasts cut off or just these horrible pictures. Then they turn white as a sheet. And I was like, see, I'm not making this up. Yep. So, but that's, it's been really, really hard, but um, I'm, grateful for my editors at the Christian Post who have given me a green light to continue to pursue this. Yeah. Wow. You've done amazing work. Um, one of the articles, let's see, I have it somewhere in my notes. This was the five things every Christian should know about the trans movement. Um, and it's CP executive editor and outgoing Southern Evangelical Seminary President Richard Land said, 
It's the ultimate attempt to become one's own god. I want to be different than the way God made me, so I'm going to employ modern medical science to change my gender, chemically and surgically, Lancet at the time. Um, the religion of America today is narcissism. We want to define our own version of truth of who we are, regardless of anything else. Land believes that a particularly pressing philosophical question that all Christians must consider today is, what is a human being? The forces that work within modern culture are self-centered. And that was so profound to me because I've been seeing this whole thing. I mean, obviously in a lot of angles, but in the spiritual angle is certainly that like these, you know, I, I, I feel like it's like almost like a p demonic possession or something where you, you're like, oh, it's all yeah. about me. I want to pick what I want to do. Me, me, me. And where they're their own gods and they just rule what they, you know, they think that they're ruling their own life and their own body and living their authentic mm -hmm. self, which is crazy. Like as if you need to change anything to be authentic. I mean, that was just, um, it's basically what I've been thinking this entire time. And someone, uh, Land wrote that very beautifully said. Yeah, that that quote from him was actually from a 2017 article series that my colleagues and I did. And sort of I, I pulled that as I was doing that listicle there that you mentioned. But we wanted to engage this from all angles when we did yeah. a, a whole series on the transgender movement, this whole push within culture. And we examined the medical angles, the theological angles, the spiritual angles. And it he, he's right. I think he is my executive editor and he's the outgoing pres president of that seminary. But it's um, it means something profound to be a human being. And what the gender identity movement does is overwrite the truth of the human person and you know replaces this kind of identity medicine uh in place of the truth and so in the narcissism point that he makes i would also agree with it's the epitome of the religion of self mm -hmm. um and this you mentioned like becoming living an authentic life it's like you are your body your body your body is you you get mm -hmm. the body that you get yeah and you can't you can't change that there's no i mean if you take a DNA swab of Caitlyn Jenner, you'll get an XY chromosome. That's yeah. just science. And so yeah. you just start to unpack these basic things and you realize just how insane this entire project is. Um, but it, it is, um, I, I think, especially given, I mean, as a Christian, I can say that when you're trying to change something as basic as the body, as, as fundamental as the body, um, I mean, you're trying to alter reality and it never really, it never really works. And it, you're, you can pursue all of this, uh, but what does it yield in the end? Uh, and fundamentally his question about what does it mean to be human? I, I think it's a, it's, it, the transgender stuff really accentuates that, you know, existential crisis that we find ourselves in where we're actually trying to debate what a man and what a woman is. And we all knew what that was until five minutes ago, seems like, yeah. but we, um, it's a deeper, deeper question because I believe that so much within modern or even postmodern culture, it is an affront to the human being. It is an affront mm -hmm. to humanity. I believe that so much of culture is decidedly anti-human and it means something profound to be a human being. And I would say made in the image of God. I mean, I, you know, this does desecrate, I would just say the image of God on a person because I believe that every human being, whether or not they believe in God or know the Lord or not, mm. every human being, secular, Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, you know, 
atheist, you know, yeah. Jew, Muslim, everyone is made in God's image as male or female. And that maleness and femaleness is a divine imprint on everyone. And so it's, I think it's, I mean, the science says so too. And so you, you don't have to believe in anything that I do to, to just know that we're a sexually dimorphic species, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a profound, it's a profound desecration of the body. And I just think it's one of, it, it's, it's, it's atrocity. It's an atrocity. It's a medical atrocity against human beings. Nice. Uh, it's a medical scandal. And I think we're not far from the time where we'll see a cultural reckoning with this. Um, yeah, it's not going to be much longer. Yeah. We're at the breaking so. point. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, obviously every day is horrifying. A new article, new scandal, new horribleness every day about it. Um, where I'm just like, you know, how did people fall for this? How did we get here type thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, well, I don't know if people, and I hate framing it like this, like, uh, you know, I'm Christian. I'm saying like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm better than anyone. But like, yeah. I have that foundational upbringing um, of understanding what good and evil is. And I think, I mean, some of it is maybe people just don't have a gauge or a, a roadmap of what is yeah. good and what is evil and how to spot that or recognize it. Especially when it's like being all of this is being uh, disguised as like progressive and loving and uh, prideful, yeah. which, by the way, why do they call it pride in general? Like, isn't that like a not a good thing? Like what? Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I just think it's a lot of people don't know how to recognize good and evil. Um, yeah, well, our, our categories have really been hollowed out and our senses have become so dulled, I think. Uh, and this is very um Jennifer Billick says this a lot, but she's, it's marketing, you know, we are marketed to all the time. And so unless you are, you know, rooted in a very strong moral foundation and you have, you know, the ability to distinguish between the holy and the profane, the good and the evil, a lot of people can be hoodwinked by it. Uh, But I'll say that even those I've, I've been surprised even at those who are, you know, similarly minded as we are as as Christians, Yep. The weaponization of compassion and of empathy has been huge in this particular space. I because, think it's their biggest pull. Like oh, it's been the easiest. Because if this is if this is about a group of people who are genuinely suffering, they have some psychiatric issues, they're dealing with some mental health problems. Why wouldn't you want to be compassionate toward of them? Of course, I am. I mean, I really do. And any, yeah. I, I definitely believe that, especially gender confusion that happens. I think a lot of that does happen to people when they've been through sexual trauma or they've been through some kind of horrible abuse. I believe the body can respond with some serious, severe gender confusion because of all that. And of course I have such empathy and compassion for people in that situation. And there might be a lot more than we think, but the numbers now are just so huge and we it's, it's beyond even what that would, would normally yield. Yeah. Because w- w- the numbers of, you know, girls, especially who are going and getting their breasts amputated or going on testosterone. Yes, we know there's a lot of trauma out there, but it far exceeds what we would normally expect. Um, yeah. Which is definitely the marketing behind this has been so yeah. massive. I mean, especially all now, the magazines, COVID, books, oh, media, yeah. all the stuff. It's out Websites, there. Websites. I mean, yep. Tumblr, TikTok. Oh, uh, oh my God. I don't know. It's just young people. It's so it's so uh, predatory beyond belief. Um, you know, and there's grown ass adults 
preying on um, really minors. damaged people. Yeah, damaged. And minors. I mean, yeah. yes. That's yes. the worst part about it. It's, it's bad enough yeah. that they're marketing it to people who are already, you know, having some mental health problems. But I, I mean, my, the, when they're minors, we, they're, for me, I, that just is, that's the most unconscionable part about it because we don't expect them. We shouldn't expect them to make, you know, decisions for their medical care when yep. they're not the age of majority. And so the fact that they're, that that's who's being targeted with this is just, I think it's the most horrific aspect of it all. Yeah. Puberty blockers. Um, all that. It's, it's in hormones. the name. It says blocking. It doesn't say, why don't they call it puberty pausers if they're claiming it pauses? I'm right. like, it's in the name, but whatever. How do you hear from families that reach out to you? Like, how does that even, how do you, how do they know to find you? Is it because of the Christian post or? A lot of times it's the Christian post, um, just because of our coverage of these issues and the fact that we have made the decision not to kowtow to any of the genderist lingo. Amazing. And we, we won't use, we won't use, you know, preferred pronouns. We Which don't is do lying, it, by the way. Because that's right. Pronouns uses everything. It's it like does. exactly what you said earlier. Like, what am I reading? It's just like yeah, you can't it, even it, tell. It's yeah, like deliberate confusion. Sorry, go ahead. So, but we don't because pronouns denote sex of the body. It's a clue to readers that okay, we're not. Yeah. We haven't bought into all of this. Uh, but then I, it just kind of gradually by word of mouth, and I started to get connected with this networks of online groups of parents who were dealing with this. And before you know it, I've met and interacted with, oh, I've lost count how many people now. And I'm hearing about groups of hundreds, even thousands of parents who are trying to navigate this as best they can. Children of all different ages, and they are from red states, blue states, all over the country, even from other countries as well. I've gotten phone calls from Canada, UK, you know, Australia. It's in, it, this is, it's global, this whole yeah. movement to dissociate children from their biological sex. So it's just kind of happened. And I, what I decided to do that is really proved to be a, a good springboard is I, back in, I think it was 2019, mm -hmm. I've been covering the issue as best I could just tracking with the headlines and then offering commentary. I mentioned we did that 2017 series, which really sort of set the ball rolling. But I started, uh, because I was hearing from parents on Twitter and online and emails, I thought I need to do a feature story about mm -hmm. what it's really like, the other side of the story, because the mass media, the purportedly mainstream media is doing plenty of journalistic work, just talking about these parents who are supporting their quote unquote, stunning and brave trans children. Mm -hmm. And I just knew there's another side that's not being told. So I need yeah. to hear from parents who have been through the meat grinder. And I soon got in touch with a few. And uh, the first two was actually a mom and then a grandmother who's trying to fight this because her grandson is being trans. Uh, those, the first, those first two women decided to go on the record but use a fake name because they're just of concerns that they had. Then the third, the third uh, mother to go on the record has lost two children to this madness. And she did use her real name. And that's, I think, you know, her, her name is Lynn Meager. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was her story of what it's really like to lose your children and to watch them harm their bodies and believe that they are actually helping their bodies, but it hasn't solved their problems. 
and the anguish and the pain that that causes families because there's not a single there's not a single area of culture there's not a single relationship where this stuff touches and it just brings ruinous you know corruption and turmoil it's really it just devastates families and relationships and the professions i mean every every profession the doctors social workers counselors therapists teachers i mean everywhere you go you find this stuff and it's just driving families insane it's driving children insane um people ask me why are you so obsessed with this issue because they don't they maybe they're thinking that this is just about a few people who are dealing with psychiatric problems and need compassion it's like you don't realize how this is taking over everything and reality itself as we know it is at stake that's why yeah. it's a big deal yeah <laughs> exactly i mean this past pride month felt like the most aggressive i don't know if it's because i'm in all this you know like observing it and mm -hmm. reporting on it or what i just i'm feel still like hearing from families i'm still hearing yeah. from them oh, every sure. day i mean just it just sure. hasn't stopped i'll get phone calls or a friend of mine knows so, oh you need to talk to brandon and i just i point him in the right a couple directions and then they get connected um i got a phone call um from a father um i guess it was close to two years ago where his son was taken to a gender clinic against his consent and wishes. And the therapist in the gender clinic says in the case notes, and I have these right here next to me, that this boy who's also, who's also autistic is both transgender girl and a lesbian. That's the insanity that's being How sown. How old is that boy? The, boy? the boy was eight years old when that was told, when that was told to him. That's yeah. so perverse. Like ha it's, having yeah. an adult decide yeah. what is going on in a, like a child's, like, I highly and doubt the kid is like, I'm a lesbian. I mean, I don't how know. Can a how can a boy be a lesbian? Well, I know, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that seems so <laughs> obvious that I just didn't need, to, didn't need to say it, my bad. Um, but, but seriously, but that's the kind of nightmarish horror that these children are being told. Yeah, by, these gender- By supposed, uh, by supposed professionals exactly psychologist or whatever you call them where they literally you know implant lies mm -hmm. and especially if a kid comes to a therapist you know confused especially you know because all the crap they see on television or right. being the stuff they're being inundated with in school to think about your gender or obsess over this starting them young so of course that's so it's just so horrifying on so many levels like these kids have no chance at all like and they they think that they're going to get like truth or help with the therapist and the therapist continues the lie and implants this false reality to this freaking child i'm like seriously trying not to cuss because it's no wild. i know it's oh so... i feel you yeah and then the parent I, I i'm not trying to put there's no blame really on parents or or, or people in general I, I contrary to what i said earlier it's not like how, how are people falling for this i mean of course people are falling for this um because of course a parent would be like wow my kid is going through some stuff you know I think a lot of parents have no idea what the kids are watching, like on TV. Here you are. You missed our royal ball. We met the most amazing princess. But they ran away, and all they left behind was this. Everyone, there's something I need to tell you. The princess who came to your ball tonight was me. <laughs> I'm Gonzarella. <gasps> but Gonzo... Why didn't Vu tell us? Because you all expected me to look a certain way. I don't want you to be upset with me. But I don't want to do things just because that's the way they've always been done either. I want to be me. Oh, Gonzo. 
we're sorry. It wasn't very nice of us to tell you what to wear to our ball. You're our friend, and we love you any way you are. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. Or on their Nintendo Switch, by the way. I, I right. keep saying that, like, the, the Switch now has, like, Hulu, HBO, YouTube, and all this stuff on it. And, like, dude, the Switch is a gaming console thing. I'm like, why is there these streaming platforms? I'm like, I know why. I mean, it's just to, like, get kids young. I'm like, because every other gaming console I've had that's mobile, it doesn't have any, like, YouTube or any of that. It's just about games. So I tried to warn my parents about that. I can see right through what that is. Uh, this is totally a tangent, but um, it's just sad because, of course, the parents are like, I don't know what's going on with my kid. So take him to a therapist. And if the kid is, like, regurgitating what it's being inundated and brainwashed with, what they see off social media and TV and cartoons and everything, then the parent's going to think that they mean it. I don't know. It's just, just, I don't know. I've seen this happen as well with kids, you know, boys in the women's bathroom that were, like, spouting this, like, lesbian something like, I could tell they were just regurgitating what they were being, you know, uh, brainwashed with. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you want to talk about lesbians? Whatever. And they got all scared. I wasn't being mean. I was just like, would you like to talk? And they, you know, scuttled away. It's just yeah. it's just so telling. These these kids don't know what... They don't have, like, a worldview. They're not... They don't have that formed brain to really understand what the hell they're saying. Or even what they yeah. think that they're believing to be true. It's so insidious. It's mind-blowing. And it's on so many things. Like, I could go on forever. Like, cartoons that you would think would be innocent. My mom's oh. like, oh, my God, there's this show about uh, a, a dad that puts on his mom's clothing and is like, shit's our secret. And I was like, what the F? I think it's yeah. that gumball something show. Whatever. It's a Cartoon yeah. Network show. It's just, like, that kind of stuff, which is... They started, um, they're grooming them. Subtle. It's, yes. Yeah, yes. it's those subtleties. And you're not, you're not paranoid for noticing those subtleties because it's, yeah. that, it's that insidious. Yeah. The, the degree... And the amount of propaganda in seemingly everything you just yes, can't trust it, really it. they're there's they're inserting these messages to groom young people children into accepting mm -hmm. this as the norm mm -hmm. yeah i don't yeah. even want to think of a future of i don't know just how we're going to get get out of this and what's going to happen when the scandals start happening there's uh, people are like oh they're going to be apologizing i'm like they're not going to be apologizing what do you mean they're gonna be like we had nothing to do with that i don't know you know what i mean like why would they if they apologize, they're admitting that they messed up, you know, the medical industries or whatever, doctors. It's wild. <clears throat> yep, I have a friend that does some investigative undercover work. Um, and they definitely have called clinics, you know, acting like they have a child that's uh, dysphoric or whatever. And mm -hmm. the clinic has no problem admitting they... Yep. The word they used was, um, like, they said that they operate on adolescent, you know, children. They admitted it, like, openly. Yeah. No, there's, there is nothing more disturbing to me than seeing photographs, which I am sometimes sent, of mm. mutilated minors. I am or, or young adults, but minors especially. And sometimes I, I, hear, I hear from parents and they send me pictures of their, it's usually daughters, where the daughters, they're young, you know, teenager, early 20s. They have beards because they've been on testosterone. They have their breast scars and I just, it just, it just hits you in the gut. And you know, I, I was actually re interviewed recently on another podcast and I said then, and I'll say now that I kind of hesitate to say this because it, it is, I don't like to make comparisons to the Holocaust mm -hmm. as a general rule. That's not what I like to do because that's just think that's a, 
That's a horror. Brothers. That is a horror. Well, it's a horror that's uniquely its own. I mean, you, the, what was done to the, to the Jews and saying. others. Ever. But I have had Jewish readers inbox me saying, this is eerily familiar it's to the, exper it, yeah. the, the experiments that were done on oh, Jews. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah. all of this, this medicalization is experimental. Yes. <laughs> it's experimental yes. medicine. And so when you're, when you're giving drugs to a minor, and the end result is the foreclosure of their fertility and a whole host of other health effects. Endocrine is, yeah, yeah, right, irreversible. Endocrine disease, I mean, when you block someone's natural puberty, it actually creates the disease state, the endocrine disease state of hypogonadotropic hypogonadism. That's a, that's a normal condition where you would need to go to an endocrinologist for medical assistance. Well, this is iatrogenic. It's doctor-caused disease state. And then there's the whole, you know, especially if you follow on with the, with the opposite sex, with the wrong sex hormones, you've, in addition to complicating your endocrine system, you've got liver, kidney, mm -hmm. heart, bones. I mean, all this, it affects your entire body, the way your, your hormones. Your biological reality is going hell absolutely, no. Oh, absolutely. Your endocrine system is a pretty delicate ecosystem. And if you mm -hmm. just mess with oh, yeah. it, oh. you're, you're going to really do yourself a lot of damage. And... I mean, I, 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 if you, I mean, the the example I sometimes give with with people is that if you had an issue with your thyroid and you were really depressed, because if you if your thyroid is all out of whack, you're going to need to try and see if you can balance your hormones. So you might go to an endocrinologist to see if he or she can help you with that. Well, the goal there is that you're you're depressed, you're you're not feeling well. You want to get your hormones balanced. Mm. That's what you're trying to do when you're trying to correct thyroid issues and the endocrine problems that come with all that. Mm -hmm. With this gender stuff, you are purposefully taking your hormone levels, which are based on biological sex, out of balance. Mm. If you're taking your hormone levels out of balance, you're not only going to cause all kinds of other hormonal problems for yourself, but you're probably going to then cause a lot of the other psychological problems that that causes. It's just, it's just not a wise thing to do. And the cognitive dissonance oh, yeah. from people that will freak out about having hormones in their milk or their meat, they don't want it in their food, but they'll somehow say, this is great. If you want to inject the wrong sex hormones into a child's body in pursuit of this gender identity. I don't it's get wild. it. The no, kind of, it's, it's just crazy. paralyzing. I don't see how people can live with that kind of contradiction. Exactly. There's just, like, none of this makes sense. None. It's, it's so much lies founded on lies. It remains on lies. Um, people believe the lies. And I think even some of it or a lot of it is, you know, they, a child goes through what they think is what they want to do with their body. And, um, puberty blockers or wrong sex hormones or phalloplasty horrors. And I think that, yeah, the like cognitive dissonance where their, their, their first reaction or their real reaction is this is horrifying. This isn't working. It's, you know, that, that like things shouting at you in the background being like, dude, not working, not it. Mm. But I think the, well, cause you've already bought into it. And a lot of these people like boast about it on social media. Like this one woman I saw uh, a couple weeks ago, this like huge chunk out of her back is missing. I, I mean, that. a severe amount, not just like a surface level of like skin being peeled yeah. off, but like scooped. I mean, I'm like, you're not going to be able to stand up straight. I know. 
like in a, I don't know, like even, I don't even know the fact that that's being promoted and just is so, I have no words. It's, it looks, it looks horrifying. Yeah, I'm like, you're, how are you going to feel when you're 80? You're not gonna be able to stand up straight. You're gonna have to, I mean, oh I Lord. Um, where it's I just a, I've that, wondered, well, I've wondered, it's like, how is this even legal? Like, I guess and that's, that's been the most mind blowing thing about all of this. I mean, there's so many mind blowing things, but, but I was actually talking to a feminist friend and she said, Brandon, it's just like people, when they ask me, why was there no definition of sex in the law? It's like, well, we never thought we had to define it. You know, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of obvious. I mean, nobody was confused about what a woman was when they weren't allowed to vote or serve on juries. Yes. Well, so, 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 yep. well so and it's the same is true with a lot of this gender medicine. It's because I guess under the banner of informed consent, they can just about do anything they want to do. And they've managed to find some kind of legal loopholes. And I mean, I interviewed a detransitioner who had his testicles amputated and they have thought, they've thought through every possible scenario where they can possibly face accountability or, you know, scrutiny and they've closed the door. They, they're 10 years ahead of the public in making sure that they are, that nothing ever comes back to bite them. They've closed every legal door and insurance policies, medical system, you know, regulations or whatever. If they've found a, if there's a weakness in where they would think that you can have some legal repercussions against them, they've managed to close the door. And it's stunning because I think they, because they know what they're doing yeah. is wrong. They've had yes. to cover their butts ahead of time so that by the oh, time yeah. people realize what they're doing, they've maybe able to escape. Oh, I've seen that countless in documentaries and uh, some random Reddit posts, this boy that was young teenager going off the rails, like her basically harassing the uh, doctor that mutilated his body, inverted his penis. Where, yeah. Oh my lord! I saw the image. It's it's a gaping hole. I'm like, that's your intent. Like, what am I looking at? That's your fleshy red inside. Anyway, yeah, um, it's terrible. Well, but he, the... but like these kids are so mad that he's like harassing his doctor and like, th yeah, they found a way to either not respond or now the kid's in the hot water because now he's harassing. So it's like, and then this other kid that went back to the clinic and they are like basically bodyguard being like, get out of here. You know, kids that are upset being like. I want answers or, you yeah. know, they figure it out after they've mutilated their body. What I was saying earlier is that like, I think that these people, you know, like that woman with the flesh missing yeah. chunk, like it's not even, yeah, I know it was, bit. So, it, it was massive. so ghastly. Yeah. God I, saw it. Um, I just think that once you buy into it like that, even if you socially um, say that I'm a opposite sex, like, I think to be able to have that humbleness or like to admit to yourself and your followers, Hey, so this isn't working and... Howdy doody. Enjoying the show? Join the rational revolution and unlock extra censored top secret content that big tech finds to be too truthful. Head over to subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens and choose a tier or donate directly through PayPal type in paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens to donate directly with PayPal. Your donations help me to bring you the truths of the world each and every week. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now onto the show. I regret this. Like that yeah. takes so much strength and like 
your followers and your friends and your social presence as a young person is everything. So I'm like, of course, I mean, the, the ones that step forward, the detransitioners, I, I applaud highly, highly, highly um, to be able to like admit um, the, you know, the truth is like the real stunning and brave. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. they're being silenced as well because, oh my God, damning evidence. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. like you said, it's only a matter of time before <sighs> it's just, uh, you know, some right. people get um, sterilized, uh, ruined yeah. for life, shorter lifespans. I mean, you name it, just wrecked. And it's especially bad here in the United States because um, whatever people think about healthcare policy, we don't have a centralized database where this is all being tracked. And I think that itself is a medical scandal that we don't yeah. have good data on this. And so we just don't know how many young people or anybody really is being harmed I by this. I know that. Do, what, is, what, what is it called? Does UK have it, I'm imagining? The, well, they have the, the, with the NHS, they have, the, the numbers are just tracked because of it's a centralized, more- Okay, is that what NHS is? System. That makes sense. Okay, I'm like- The National, the national Health Service, yeah. Okay, okay. There's all, but because of, because it's nationalized, it is, the, there's statistics and there's, you know, there's other, figures that they have tracked whereas and especially here a big country state by state you've got mm -hmm. different laws you've got different systems and so it's all it's hard to it's hard to find those figures but i know investigative journalists who have tried to find mm. stats and relevant data within this particular area of medicine and they are i mean good investigative journalists and they're told don't ask these questions they're, yeah. they're given they're given the brush off and that I mean, I just find that Hello. so disgraceful because that then tells me that yep. there's something to hide. Yes, you know, just what are they doing and how many are they doing this to? If you're not willing to share this kind, of, I mean, you can find um, all kinds of you know data on different types of bariatric surgeries, on you know osteo, um, you know orthopedic kind of things. Yeah. And you, you can find this, you have to maybe look a little harder. It's, it's harder to find, you have to do some digging, but you can find it, not so here. And I, I just would say to anyone watching who's following your channel and others is, I think that what will turn the tide, I'm convinced and I've spoken about this with people whose you know views are across the spectrum, mm -hmm. is that if people, when they hear the word transgenderism, mm. they can think medical scandal, that's when it will tip yeah. because as important as it is for you know women to have their sex-based rights upheld in sports and in law and in anywhere and as important as it is to you know same-sex spaces and single-sex you know bathrooms restrooms locker rooms and all of the other ways in which this gender ideology harms stuff <laughs> if 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 it can become a medical scandal because it is a medical scandal but yes. if it become known in the public mind as a medical scandal then i think that it will be something where people say hold on just a second well said. wait a minute yes. wait a minute yes, yes. medical scandals affect everybody it doesn't care if you're a republican or a democrat a christian or a non-christian or black him, white i mean come on yeah jk rowling to her great credit has said that she believes this is a burgeoning medical scandal and that there, there are going to be, are going to be those who are going to have the embraced fashion. I'm, I'm paraphrasing her now, but mm -hmm. the people that embrace this fashionable dogma are going to have to reckon with the harm that they have enabled. Yep. So true. So. Gosh, that's a great way to put it. Um, 
It's so true. Like, you know, we were in Colorado recently and talking to a local woman who believed her male friend is actually a woman using the pronouns and everything. Um, you know, when I talk to people in real life, um, it's mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, there's so many things I want to like say. And, you know, I don't even know what angle I usually take, but they're, you know, they're like, oh, that's not true or that barely happens. But the one thing that my husband chimed in and started talking about is that they're, you know, convincing children that they're born in the wrong body, that they're born mm -hmm. trans or, you know, medicalizing right. medical. That's when this one woman who believed her, I mean, she was convinced or she really was, I could see her struggling because she was like, oh, mm -hmm. look at all these people around me believe it. I'm like, but doesn't your thought, shouldn't your thought stand on its own that you actually believe that your male friend is a female? I just thought it was really telling that she brought in like all these people that weren't actually around her. And I was like, mm -hmm. interesting. Plus she hesitated when I was like, do you think women can have penises? And she was like, well, um, and I was like, okay, anyway. Um, yeah. But what, what, what got her in that she was like, yeah, that's messed up. I agree is that no kid is born in the wrong body and that no kid yeah. is born trans. I don't know if they're saying born trans, but it's basically that same thing. Um, she, I was like, wow, that's interesting. And I think that's, you're really onto something saying that, I guess if you just bring up the hot points of it being a medical scandal of which it is. Well, and the medical scandal is underpinned by that horrific lie that it's actually possible to be born in the wrong body. I mean, that, that, it, that it is actually possible to be born in the wrong body, not that there's something wrong with your body, mm. but that the body itself is somehow wrong. And that a self-determined identity claim about your gender is more important than the sex of the body as determined by DNA. I mean, your sex chromosomes affect so much of how you're treated. I mean, you can't, men can't get blood transfusions from women blood you know, mm. donors because of the, mm. you know, compounds and like, it just, it affects everything. And yep. you're not going to escape the reality of biological sex. And you should, it's a one, and I mean, that's just like, it's the most basic fact of our being. I know, and I know. Call, there's the, there's this epic quote that I have used in speeches and in, I don't know if I've ever quoted it in an article, but it's Colin Wright, who's the biologist, mm. who's, He's not a Christian, but he sees the truth and the truth yeah, is true yeah. no matter who says it. And so he, exactly. he says that the reason that he goes on and on about the nature of biological sex and the reality of biological sex is that it is reality's last stand. And that if we deny this reality, we stand to lose our, our last collective tether to reality. That's a big deal. I don't know if, I mean, any decent person, whether they are on the right or the left, that values living in reality and what's not being hyperbolic to say that really is that's what's at stake because it is he's absolutely right and he's not overstating it i know you're not i mean that's not wrong at all no. and you know I, i'm like we're i i hate saying this but i'm like i feel like we're gonna get to a point where half of us believe in reality and physical reality and whatnot and then the other half is like i can be whatever i want to be because it's in my crazy head that and I just run with it. And I'm like, oh God, it's just like things that start on a lie, like doesn't just stay on a lie. It always like decline, it just gets worse. So like living in yeah. that delusion of believing you're a seahorse gender or unicorn or space Saturn, whatever, I don't even know what the hell. Mm -hmm. um, it just so much, it doesn't do any good. And I'm all, you know, this is hilarious. It's amazing that I didn't fall for this crap because I come from the costuming world and I'm, I'm an artist and, mm -hmm. 
Um, my favorite color palette is literally a trans color. Okay, not those colors. Those are like baby <laughs> colors, which by the way, the dude literally made them because it's a, like a little boy and girl color. Also, he's, anyway, um, it's it's fuchsia and blue. It's just crazy that I haven't fallen right. for it because, well, I have great foundational stuff and I know reality. Um, right. <clears throat> um, I don't know where the hell is going with that besides, it, it just doesn't do any good. Like the, the, these men are being fed that yes, you are a woman and you're a lesbian or whatever. And then they go to like a gynecologist and it's just people are continually to lie to them and they're lying. And it's like, but how is that helping if you have like prostate issues? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how is this going to help your actual reality? Reality is always going to remain and go, hey, still here. Like, no matter what you yeah. do to your body, if you get, you know, you invert your penis, you get a breast job, you, yeah. uh, you get facial feminizations, whatever. And some, you know transsexuals look kind of convincing, but it's also on magazine covers where it's airbrushed to hell. Right. I'm like, Blake, you're still a dude. You're still a dude. And I will still call you he, he, him. So many people are like, oh, that looks like a woman. Well, I'm going to say she. I'm like, seriously? Like, that's, that's a, oh, it's so disingenuous. Like, even the Sports Illustrated garbage is like, they say trans, but they don't say, it doesn't matter. People don't even know, a lot of the general public don't even realize trans woman is a man pretending to be a woman. They think it's a woman pretending to be a man. So like, it's just, all of it is like chaos mm -hmm. and mass confusion. It, that is another critical point. It is that this entire project thrives upon the massive confusion of language. And that's our oh very, me that's our very means of communication. I know of no, I mean, ultimately, uh, I mean, I think it was, um, I'm indebted. Well, there, there's, there has been a lot of writing on this, but just as people are constantly trying to figure this all out, they keep sowing all this confusion and gaslighting. And so, by the time people realize what's going on, they've you know moved the ball down oh, yeah. down the field. And yes. so, but if you ever want to, and I am indebted to, I think it was Julie Bindle in the UK who has mm -hmm. made this analogy. If you ever want to defend an injustice or you want to further some kind of really gnarly, scandalous evil, the first thing you always do is rename it. Mm. And the example that I think mm. I heard Julie Bindle yes. give was, can you imagine if the plantation owners in the antebellum South called the slaves assistant planters? Oh you know, it can make it tamer. So but what do we have now with this medicalization of gender? It's gender affirmative care, not you know, mutilation or sex change or yeah, transsexual is all now transgender. Yeah, that's another that's another great example. Can you imagine? I think it was Joe Bartosh who made this point recently. It was either on Twitter or on some sort of social media platform. Mm -hmm. Where this idea? Can you imagine having a transsexual four year old? Mm. No, that sounds like a fetishy kind of psycho crazy a, a transsexual four year old child. But wow. people talk about, so oh, yeah, my, I knew my child was transgender when she was four. It softens it up a little bit. It obscures <laughs> the reality of what's really under assault here. Yep. Because I believe that transgenderism is fundamentally about the obliteration of sex. It's not about trying to, you yes. know, well, they, they, it, it is very regressive and in terms of it sort of feeds on stereotypes, masculine mm -hmm. and cult culturally based masculine and feminine stereotypes. These men who dress up in this garish garb and saying that that makes them a woman. Okay, that's such a stereotype that's so aggressive. Yeah. But, at, but at base, this is about, you know, nullifying sex altogether. 
I mean, people say, well, I'm not changing my sex. I'm trying to change gender. Well, if you're cutting off sex organs and you're introducing hormones to alter your human reproductive system, yes, you are talking about sex and no amount of gender talk is going to dissuade me from believing that. Can we just do away with this damn gender thing? Like, again, that's another thing where people oh. don't know what it is. That's also been slyly changed on forms. Right. What is your, everyone has known, a pause and thing, because I think a lot of this is like, people are just like going along with their humdrum life. I mean, this is me, everyone where you're filling out a form and you're, right. you don't know what we know and you don't even think about that because it's in the same place that it's always been for male or female. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's changed to gender. And like you and I would be like, uh, look at this. Like, this is very intentional. I, I'm <laughs> Well, and for, for years, even in medicine, um, and I, let me take this opportunity to say that if you haven't seen the documentary film Transmission, What's the Rush to Reassign Gender by Jennifer Lal of the Center for Bioethics and Culture. Yes. You need to go on YouTube or Vimeo and watch that because yeah, it's extraordinary. Really uh, but one of the endocrinologists that's in that movie who I've also interviewed has explained to me, and he explains in the film too, that gender and sex were generally used interchangeably up until fairly recently. Hmm. And in medicine, gender wasn't even a word back in the 50s and the 60s. It was linguistic. Who was it founded so, by? Well, Name him. well, one of the oh, is there debate? That, well, no, he was definitely oh, the, ma was like, the, ma the major figure yeah. behind this was a New Zealand American psychologist and sexologist named John Money, and so he's if it had to be if you had to trace this gender identity madness all back to one man, you'd probably wind up with him, and you know he was at Johns Hopkins, so that's a prominent hospital. This is not some podunk clinic somewhere in yeah. you know Buck Two or whatever, so. <laughs> if anybody can be responsible, is responsible for splitting sex and gender in the public mind, it's probably him. And it was his idea that this separate identity that's apart from one's biological sex developed in a person at some point in time. And he had a, a keen interest in children who had sexual differentiation disorders, these chromosomal you know, Pedophile, but, well, well, right. that too, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, he, can't he was, not, not yeah, say that. I, mean, I, I will gladly say that. And there's, yeah. there's a quote that's pretty damning of him in that film that I just mentioned, where it's like, clearly he's in, embracing oh, that I'll kind of that horror. Yeah. It's pretty, yep. it's pretty awful. Normalizing pedophilia. Yeah. Like right. oh, adult, sex, adult of... child sexual relations, but only a few weeks ago, Johns Hopkins hospital in Baltimore, announced that it was opening a gender identity clinic expressly for people who wanted to change their sex. Dr. John Money, is psychologist. The type of questions that we were asked were sexual in nature to the point where it'd make me blush uh, if I would think of talking that way about, to, my, to my son. I'd be very embarrassed. It was very explicit about the sexual parts the experiments that he made us do, uh, going into sexual positions with no clothes on, and taking pictures of us, how degrading for a seven-year-old. Then something happened that would have a terrible effect on both twins. David discovered that Dr. Money had continued to publicize his case as a success, proof that you could raise a boy as a girl. And I was appalled, disgusted, and angry when I heard about it. Because it was nothing further than the truth. 
You're always going to see people that are going to say, well, the Dave Reimer case could have been successful. Um, I'm living proof, and if you're not going to take my word as gospel, because I have lived through it, who else are you going to listen to? Who else is there? I've lived through it. Like, I, is it going to take somebody to wind up killing themselves, shooting themselves in the head for people to listen? On May the 4th, 2004, 38-year-old David Reimer left his parents' house for the last time. David took a shotgun with him and killed himself. You know, social adjustments and hormones that you could maybe help them. But what he and we all found out was what he was really trying to do was change their sex. And that's, of course, impossible. Yeah. And that was all. His operation was eventually shut down. But in recent years, it's been reinvigorated uh, amid this cultural push toward all of these gender identities. And yep. To give your listeners an idea how quickly this has spread, it was 2007, there was one pediatric gender clinic in the United States and it was in Boston. Norman Spack was the guy that really engineered that operation. And it spread like gangrene. I've lost count. I think there are hundreds now. Gender, um, or what's her, gender, uh, the website? Gender Mapper, Gender Mapper. Com? Is it, what's her website? Oh, God, I can't remember. I'm not sure. But, com? Yeah, I'll put it up on the. It's, thing. but the, it's exploded and it's, oh, yeah. it's just beyond. I mean, and uh, Dr. Van Meter told me that it was, I think in, this is in the Lupron article, which I know you're going to list in the show notes, the mm -hmm. description box, but this blew my mind. He was at the 2006 combined session of the American and the European endocrine societies. Mm. There was this combined mm. gathering of endocrinologists from America and Europe. And apparently SPAC, this guy up in Boston, gave a presentation there about all of this gender nonsense. And Dr. Van Meter's watching this and thinking, oh, what in the world? He, he said, he told me, you know, I wasn't in a position where he could raise his hand and say, excuse me, where did you make up all this crap? Yeah. That's literally what he thought. Yeah. But then but then thought that, well, this is just a random crazy person. This is not right. going to go anywhere. Oh, oh, no, he was wrong. Little did he know that he would then set in motion this entire push. And then the endocrine society's guidelines have been rewritten and then written rewritten again, I think, in 2009 and 2017. They've gotten even more liberal to the point where they're even not prioritizing psychological counseling for people who are distressed about their gender. So it's all just the the activist has just seized control of this, you know, this endocrine body. And he he's the one that gets antagonism. And he and his other endocrinologists who dare to say, no, <laughs> emperor has no clothes. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, I, I it's, I'm not surprised that that I mean, he's definitely right, because when I wrote a feature story about a detransitioner, the one I mentioned earlier, who mm -hmm had his testicles amputated. I, I reached out to the endocrine society and said, are you all doing any kind of research into detransitioners or, or is there any kind I think I asked another question about how the marketing of these surgeries is presented to vulnerable yep. people. And 
I, I got a little humdrum response that you actually no, response no one, well, no, that no one was available to speak. They referred me to their guidelines. And I mean, this poor, this poor detransitioner who got his testicles amputated wound up ejaculating blood. That's the kind <gasps> oh of, that's God, the, dude. that's the kind of state he was in. He was absolutely just brutalized and his hormones all out of whack. He, I mean, it's, I've never heard more torment from a singular person than this guy. Oh and it was absolutely horrible. Um, but that's the kind of thing that is resulting from all of this. Um, it's radio silence. Yeah. yeah. The same thing. I've gotten this, that too, where they're like, sorry, yeah, uh, email this other person. I'm like, but yeah. I'm going to you for help because you're Patreon help. They're like email. I'm like, I'm going to you because they're not responding to my emails. I yeah. emailed them six times being like, what right. am I posting? That is, you know, hate speech. And the language they use was super interesting, which also I was like, what? Um, I was, they said I was using posting segregational content. I was yeah. like, what? Just the way that they're framing all this, like me living in reality, uh, a dictionary definition of a woman is like hate speech. I just don't also under understand why they're not like, you know, TRAs or whatever. Why aren't they burning libraries? Like, why aren't they going after the book itself? Well, they are, <laughs> well, but they are going after certain books. I mean, it's been astonishing to see oh, the yeah, rage sure. directed at Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage, up in Canada oh, yeah. and other places where, I mean, people just go nuts over that book. And it's the most yep. measured, even-handed, you know, take, and very powerfully written, I think. But yeah, it's, they cannot handle the truth. Yeah, of course. They, they, they freak out and they want to shut it down immediately, yeah. obviously, yeah. because truth is what is going to break this thing down and what it is what it what is um i guess the the wedge in their crappy house of cards not even i mean it's just it's not going to work like it just doesn't work there's so many angles that come at this with like genuine questions and if something is true and real um then you shouldn't feel threatened by just having questions you know i think having questions about anything is important uh, and having a discussion being open to a discussion if you had strong beliefs in it and you knew you weren't doing any harm, then you'd be like, yes, I'll be happy to answer that question. But obviously what you said earlier as well, them not saying, or, you know, this half-assed, barely an answer thing um, is so telling. And I've heard of that with schools too, you know, parents wanting to find out what exactly they're um, teaching in schools or like who they're having come to their school and speak about this. Um, yeah. And they're hiding all that and not providing that to the parents who have every right to know oh. deliberately hiding. It's so that, I mean, I, I keep saying this is the most awful thing, but it, because there's just so many awful things within this movement, but yeah. it, the, the schools have essentially created and the, the gender activists have created a, a pipeline from mm -hmm. schools to these clinics. Predatory I mean, I, again, get them when they're, well, get them when yeah, they're learning. In and from a place of authority, you know, you're, you're where they, you're, maybe your grades can be manipulated or there's teacher or guidance counselor pressure to do these kinds of things. And, I'll tell you, one of the worst stories I've ever heard of a young girl that got mired in this, I think her starting point going down this route, and, and this girl like, got her breast amputated, heavy testosterone use, uterus and ovaries cut out, and she got the phalloplasty surgery, you know, surgically de-sleeved forearm to make a penis. Like She did the whole thing. And she's 21 now, I think. She's, this all started when she was 14, I think, 13 or 14. So this is like within the last decade, this all happened. And it was in a gay, it was in a gay straight alliance club at school. 
that was the starting point, one of the very starting points of the brainwashing. Yep. And now she's just in a very, I've, I've seen pictures of this poor girl. It just sends me into horror and apoplexy, just what yep. they've done to this gal. I mean, the, the mother I know has said, you know, <laughs> if it were, you know, if a sadistic rapist had done to her, her daughter, the things that doctors have done yep. to her daughter, the gory details would be headline news and there would be a public cry for justice. But this group of trans adults, transgender activist adults have done this and it's celebrated by society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it shouldn't just because you have MD after your name doesn't mean you should be respectable. If you're yeah, harming people sure. and you're destroying bodies, you're a disgrace to the profession of medicine. Oh, yeah. And knowing that you're doing that and just going through with it. I've definitely heard stories of uh, GNC centric with Benjamin Boyce interview. It was super telling. Like she told her whole story about, you know, the predatory older transsexual males preying on young girls and this like uh, LGBTQ like community meeting group weekly thing, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, And it was also it escalated to God, this adult male and this younger girl had like a sub dom relationship. And she thought that that was like healthy, like, or just like, okay, just so. so, And she was also silenced constantly because she's a woman and she -hmm. spoke about her menstrual cycle and how dare she speak about her truth in her life because the men fetishy men are jealous that they don't, it's just like, Oh, they frame it as I'm offended that you get to have that. I hate using that language that uh, privilege of being a woman and where they don't have that because they're an obvious male. It's just like, it's so crazy. They're, they're, they're framing all this as like an injustice and you need to be quiet. Yeah. And I, I want to get what I want like that. I mean, there's so many stories. I just go on forever about it. My Lord. It's, you just can't even imagine the depths of crazy that this yeah. goes. I mean, I, I don't like, I, I've, I've had to learn even the hard way about, when I'm exposed to some really horrible things, I just have to know my limits and, you know, write my articles, you know, and I was in this full bore, yeah. you know, full time. I would just, okay. I, I know that I, if I, if I click on that link and I see those pictures or if I know you, you just have to, or, or people leave, sometimes people leave me voicemails and they talk to me about mm. what seem like I, I, I can't respond to every single phone call I get, but it yeah. seems like trafficking operations, honestly, where, you know, these gender activists work to separate uh, young people. Maybe they're 18, but they're still young or it, of course age of majority is lower in some states. So it's mm-hmm. it, with medical stuff, it's lower. So, mm-hmm. but they separate these young people from their parents and they become this, there's this little cult like thing going on. And these parents call me and there's like, if my child was one year younger, I could say that they've abducted her. But mm, because she's 18, yes. because she's 18, there's nothing I can do. Glitter and it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly they, like they, that. The cult the dynamics parent, are so similar. Massive, yes, undeniable. Uh, so many cogs in this like evil wheel of, I don't know, a right. horse thing. Um, what was I gonna say about that? Um, oh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, a loving parent who genuinely knows and cares for their their own offspring, you know, if it's a woman birth right. that literal human out of yes. their, you know, the magical magicalness of giving birth to a human, which is their own offspring, like, um, 
you know, loving that child and being right. like, wait, maybe this isn't, you know, let's think about it or whatever is framed as hateful and gatekeeping because that's how the, I just start calling it transsexual, not transgender, because it is like the transsexual yeah. movement frames it as, you know, oh, your, your parent is so hateful and doesn't use the uh. wrong pronouns. Like, it's just, I hate how everything is so just, you know, conflate or like, I don't know what the word is where it's just, um, Oh, it, it's, it is just so the, the social power that they are able to exert mm -hmm. over parents who love their children and would do yeah. anything for them and who die for, would die for so them. Yeah. It's just, and I think that's probably been, you know, it's nipping at the heels of seeing these horrible, you know, brutal surgeries, the carnage of that, but seeing the parents, I, I back in, I think, Early 2019, there were a bunch of moms that came to you know, D.C. where I'm based, and I met with several of them and had dinner in my house and just you know talk about you know, journalistic work on the subject, how I can be of any assistance to report their side of the story, and you know. But I, you know, unlike when you have a child who has died, mm. there's a grieving process. These women sometimes live in you know, progressive areas where if they're not supportive, they're seen as bigoted. They lose, they're just, they're ostracized. And meanwhile, they are in excruciating agony. Yeah. And it's, I have never heard such horror and anguish and pain as I have when I get phone calls from these mostly moms, but some dads too. Mm -hmm. It's just off the charts. Horrible. I, I, I can't even, I, 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 <sighs> I've, I've said this before many times, but it's really true that especially for that, that one night when I had those moms in my house because they've dealt with this, this agony, yeah. I will never forget this. Sort of, it's like a thousand foot stare. These moms, they just, they're exhausted. They're disheveled. Yeah. They're just trying to, as they are forced to watch the slow motion dissociation and disintegration of their own offspring of their own children, they are just trying to hold it all together, doing the best they can. I can see their faces every night, like right before I go to sleep. It's like right there. It's people don't know the suffering. It's absolutely. I I, I just I, I I'm a journalist. I work with words. I I I, I stumble and I stammer for words because of how awful yeah. it is. It's yeah. just the worst. I I can't think of anything worse, man. Like yeah, it's. Uh... There was this uh, old video that Posey Parker Kelly um, posted of some like Channel 4 propaganda thing, framing it as like a loving thing. You know, the mother is now a male and, oh. or, or, you know, says that she's a male. And the kid gets in the car and is like crying because he, uh, <sighs> she picked the kid up from school. And she's like, what's wrong? And the kid's like, someone made fun of me today and said my mom is dead. Like, this kid is like... And the mom is just like, oh, sorry. Like, uh, I mean, there's there's so many, you know, awfulness about all of this, but that, that dynamic is, you know, equally as horrifying, a selfish parent doing whatever, whatever they want to do and not even, like, understanding, like, how horrible it is. I mean, basically, the parent is dead. There is no mom anymore. Like, it's it's that's what that kid believes and, and, and knows and sees. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's, it, the totalitarian aspect of this is also just it, it, there's, like I said earlier, there's just no end to the way in which this destroys 
you know, families. And one mother that I spoke to when I wrote a feature story, I think that's another article you're going to link to. Mm-hmm. It's about that while this is disproportionately impacting teenage girls, this modern gender craze, um, I, the feature story I wrote where it was about teenage boys, how they're getting sucked into this mm-hmm. as well. One mother said that as she has been dealing with this and navigating all of this, that it was, uh, she, she stumbled upon Mao Zedong's, you know, cultural revolution, you know, writing, and she saw how children were turned against their parents. And it's just the whole family structure was ruptured. And she, her words to me were, I think that's what's happening now. Yes. And it's so sorry. And she's got a son that not only believes he's female, but is also a lesbian. And this teenage son actually believes it. And she, I mean, she's, she's like the medical system and she, she's just the agony that that has caused her. And it's, I think it's her only child as well. And so the one child that she got to have, I think she'd had a miscarriage. And so Mm, she was just so wanted to have of a kid. And so she finally had one and then to have him be devoured by this madness is just, it's just absolutely, it's just wrecked her life. And she has, She's just grasping for know how to pull her son from the jaws of this thing. Yep, exactly. Ugh. Um, I'm just trying to think of uh, if, if there's anything like do you, you said you had some notes. Um, not that we can't continue talking about anything and everything. Well, I I do appreciate the chance to talk about this because people don't. I mean, there's no way you know I can write feature stories about. Um the suffering of these parents, but to, to go into as much depth as we have done here, it's, it's just, I appreciate, I just appreciate all of the, the opportunity to, um, yeah. to, to elaborate more because these details don't always make it into the final copy of mm, my true. reporting stuff. But I, the one thing that I, I think that is so important for everyone to know is it may not seem like such a big deal, mm. but language is everything. Yes, that is, I work with words, obviously, as a journalist. And so I, I care a lot about the integrity of language. But this is really where the rubber meets the road. And I think it's important to say that you may want to be polite and kind and respectful and compassionate toward people who are struggling. And I will, of course, applaud that. But the moment you concede using a different word, or using a false, you know, name for something is the moment that you have lost all ability to meaningfully contend against this medical scandal. Yeah. Because language shapes thought. And if you tell lies and you live by lies, you've not only given up your freedom, but you're reinforcing something destructive and it's just not going to help anything and it takes away our ability to name the problem. And so language really is everything. You, you cannot, you know, using a pronoun or calling something by the preferred name, you know, I, I get the impulse to be polite and you just, you want to function, but like what it comes down to is that are you, are you willing to be a person who's going to tell the truth? Or are you going to be a person that's going to tell a lie? Yeah. And we lies have destroyed people The the detransitioner, that wound up ejaculating blood because his testicles were amputated rails against using transgender pronouns. 
yep. the transgender pronouns are what caused me to wind up here. I've yeah. seen him say that. It's just like, so it's, it's a big deal when pe people yes. say, well, why can't you just be, why can't you just be agreeable? It's like, no, this is what is setting this entire thing in motion. It's the corruption of our very means of communication that has enabled these atrocities to happen. These doctors who are butchering children, who are drugging them and sterilizing them and doing all of these harmful things would not be able to do it at all unless there were moral, but for the, the protection provided to them by morally corrupt journalists. The journalists are responsible for this medical scandal because they have chosen not to scrutinize it and they've chosen to use language that covers it up. Yep. And so don't ever be kowtowed into saying things that you do not want to say or that is or saying things that aren't true because that's when you've lost. So and it's the reason, and it's the reason that the Christian Post is has a lot of non-Christian readers now. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like we've got. I mean, I don't look. We, I've, I have written articles about the spiritual angle of all of this, the theological angle about these things, and again, that's important. I don't want to diminish that or say that that's not a factor because it absolutely right. is. But if you just speak with plain truth, you're gonna. A lot of people appreciate that, regardless yes. of what they believe spiritually or politically. I've had atheists and people who don't agree with me on many things Same. tell me I just can't stand all the crazy mm -hmm. of the. I can't believe I'm reading the Christian Post, but it's like you guys aren't kowtowing to this. So I appreciate the fact that I can get honest information here. I know I'm not being, you know, gaslit into some kind of, yeah. you know, insanity. I'm so glad you said that because I the whole pronoun thing I've been saying. You said it much more, much better than I could have ever, ever have said it. But it's what I've been thinking. Like, I think that's the really the start of the corruption and um, the destruction of reality is just doing that to be nice. But they're 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 guilt tripping yeah. you into, you know, making you think that you you have to do that. And even if someone looks convincingly like the uh, wrong sex, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm like, but it's still a lie. Like this person is personally lying to you and I don't, I don't believe in living in a life where I'm being deceived at every angle, like visually or verbally or reading it. Like, I don't like to look at something, read it all and go, and then at the end realize, uh, or even like months later, wait, that's not, that wasn't real. Right. I, I feel deceived and I don't like to be deceived. Yeah. Um, well, and this has made, I mean, this has produced the, I think coverage of this issue in journalism the reason i mean I, journalism is i think and i am a journalist i think it's the most corrupt industry on the planet because the crisis in trust like i think there was a there was a jonathan turley blogged yeah. about this but there was a survey done i forget which organization did it the united states ranked i think there were 48 or 49 countries studied for this particular research mm -hmm. dead last 49th out of 49th or something like that only 29 percent of Americans now trust the mainstream media. I'm saying I think it should be much lower than that. But you know, when when you're when you can be lied to about something as basic yeah. as biological sex, CNN not long ago Who said that Dr. biological Ryan? sex was a it was a disputed term. They literally reported that as though that was objectively true. Like when you, when they can lie to you about something that basic, yeah. it makes you wonder what else are they lying to you about. You know, yeah. I don't blame people. Like, I am not one to sort of go on and get conspiratorial and fall down 
rabbit hole. I mean, I fell down the gender rabbit hole, but like, I'm not one to sort of go in that direction and get loopy, but in a way you can't blame people because if you can, if you can lie to them and make them believe that some women have penises, you can lie to them certainly very easily about something that's much more complex, like epidemiology or the intricacies of geopolitics and foreign policies. Like who knows how much we've been lied to? I mean, these media agencies have such a grip on the public mind. I mean, a lot less now, obviously, since only 29% trust them. Mm -hmm. But I, I, especially being on the inside in Washington, D.C. based, you know, Mm -hmm. media and journalism, I, I, I don't blame people at all for, you know, the, the same people saying trust the science when it comes to, you know, the shots and the other (laughs) things coming up are the same ones saying that men can be women. So yeah, people, exactly. people, so that, but look at the damage that that has done to our society. There's such yes. distrust caused when you're yeah. just lied to all the time. People want to be able to trust that what they're hearing from people who you think they've studied for a long time, they've got degrees and they're educated in their profession, that they're actually communicating honestly and truthfully. You can't yeah. know that. You can't know that when they're, they're being filtered through a medium that will tell you, again, that some women have penises. It's just you've, you've driven society as a whole completely mad. Yes, 100%. Um, I mean, just the trans language in general, it's these massive threads and nonsensical writings on Twitter, well, and the internet in general, and they just make up, I have to give it to them with their imagination, like the the levels of how do you even think of this? Like, I, I can't even give an example, because most of it's just like total what you know this new made-up language they use sis which is a fucking slur let me remind you uh, oh i cussed my first cuss love um, it like there, it's just man and woman it's not complicated yeah. um um you know just all of that stuff like whatever and they're always making up new terms and just whatever none of it makes sense when you look at it right and you know i actually will add that i think there is something happening within the culture that is perhaps um, more of an optimistic note, mm. but I kind of feel like that, especially when people see these grown ass men playing in their aisle, little, little salty word there for you, but like these grown, see, these the grown men, you know, you know, it's these, these grown men who are in women's sports and they're this whole Laurel Hubbard thing. And the, the insanity is becoming much more visible than it was even five years ago when I first started, you know, exploring this journalistically that I actually think that the public is getting really irritated and you can only take forced insanity for too long. And so what I've noticed is Mm -hmm. that there seems to be a shift taking place. And this is just anecdotal. I, I couldn't tell you if I would just sort of map it out or count, but I've noticed a shift away from transgender now into non-binary more and more. Hmm. And, I, and I, I have to wonder that that has to be a result of these creepy men invading women's spaces, perving on girls in spas, taking their athletic accomplishments in the sports arena. But then you see this non-binary stuff and it's just a lot less threatening. It's still part hmm. of the whole, it's still part of the whole gender identity gaslighting. But you know, it's Demi Lovato, this fun pop star. Say that, yeah. What did she say? It's called like a fourth. Um, what did she call it? Have you heard? I don't of know. Like Living in the fourth dimension means existing consciously in both time and space. But, fourth dimension living or some crap? It's like what? Or third dimension? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, you're already admitting that you're not living in reality by saying that. 
Yeah. I also think non-binary is a, certainly, in a lot of cases, a stepping stone of, mm. oh, I don't want a man being like, I don't want to say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a woman. That's kind of, that's crazy. Where they're like, yeah. I'm, I'm non-binary. And then, yeah, exactly. Or even going backwards. But I think it's, I think to the public, it just seems less threatening than, yeah. a, than a creepy man in a woman's space. Oh, yeah. Or, or sports. And, so, and so that's what they're, they're kind of distracting us at the moment for that. I mean, the Washington Post just put out this article, I think it was just a couple weeks ago, heralding this pioneering study of the 1.2 non-binary Americans now that they in a survey or whatever. It's just like, really? I don't care what you call yourself. How, that's a, that's is, a fucking penis. Yeah. Like the woman with the wee spa was yeah. amazing. <clears throat> yeah. The way she's talked about it was like, yeah. trans what? That, that's a man with a penis. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I love how sh just the, anything trans just shatters when that, that stuff right. goes down and someone is like not having it. I think she is now right. like understanding what's that's you know what's really been going on because she had that horrible experience so now she's like kind of starting from square one in a sense of learning about all this madness um but but the her rawness of speaking truth of like uh i don't know what are you saying like that's a man what are you talking about i thought that was right. great just how like well to the and point she did and distinct yeah and she's not and she note that goes along with what i just said about the language she didn't she didn't cow to it she understands yeah. that this is yeah. uh, the one, the most brilliant quote in that whole rant when she had that footage is like, there is no such thing as transgender. He has a dick. Yes, that's what she said. It's I like, know that's what it keeps like, reading no in like, my head. It kind of su sums up this entire thing yes. in one sentence. Trans like, it's not real. It, no, People get so you, offended by that. No, like, oh. no one, no one is the opposite it's not sex. Possible. Yeah, no. and I, I think that, that what's people have been talking about recently uh well i guess they always have been but this whole thing of true trans and the older transsexuals are like the real ones that just want to get by and live i'm like dude they're the same like I, how exactly are they different it's they're still also <laughs> larping living a lie it's it's not it's not real right. like, there's there's no such thing as a true trans thing which is also why i'm not gonna I just don't believe that, like even in any shape way or form <laughs> At the, the most you can say about them the older crowd is that, as far as I can tell, they left people mostly alone. Right. They existed on the mojo. They weren't going yes. after kids. Yeah. So I guess I'll give them that. Yeah. But I still not going to endorse the, the ideology behind it. And so I, I but and that's what you know. It's it's been insidious too because I think that that was the impression that a lot of people had about what that even was. Mm. That these mm -hmm. these are just this kind of eccentric, troubled people on the margins of society. You know, if, they, if, they, if they're living, if they're living, if they're living their lives mostly peacefully, okay, we'll tolerate them. Live and let right. live. Whatever you do, you you do your thing. Yeah, and you know, I think most people generally are that way. You know, they're willing to accept people's differences, and even if it's a lot different yeah. than the norms. Yeah. But even if you get implants you, of like you, nubs on your right. forehead, like whatever, you think you're whatever. Cat, you're not invading. You're not invading. pretending to be. You know, right? Uh, um, you're not trying. Right. You're not on trying this, to on this planetary plane, which right? Is, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get it. And you're not, and you're not trying to overhaul civil rights laws. You're not, yeah. you know, trying to inculcate children with it. Have this protection. This, this is this is far worse. What this modern version of transsexuals are? This is mm -hmm. just, it's it's unbelievable the the power that they have gained in an incredibly short amount of time. Yeah, like what rights do they not have? And so, know? and I would just say to everyone watching. I don't mean to sound like Chicken Little here, but speak up while you still can. Yes, it's, they they are coming after your kids. 
Like, yes, I'm not, they're not I'm even not lying saying, about it. The, no. the, the whole song, that whole San Francisco Gay Men's Choir thing. I'm like, oh. oh, it was just a parody or whatever they were saying. I'm like, dude, yeah. they're show, they're they're so open about it now. I mean, people keep talking about it. Oh, I hate talking about it because I'm like, oh, the more we think about it, the more it becomes real. But you know, people are like, wow, what's next? Like us accepting pedophilia? I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Like that is the Trojan horse of this whole trans yeah. crap. Like, uh, think about it. Wow, if you, if you can convince a child to give consent exactly. to block his or her puberty and to permanently alter his or her body, maybe even cutting off a body part or, you know, sterilizing their ability to reproduce. If you can convince a child that they can give a informed consent to that, it is not very much of a leap to then say a child can consent to have sex with an adult. And it's child rape. And, yes. you know, and we're seeing, we're already, I mean, queer theorists are already, you know, positing that in academia now. I'm, I'm not, this is not hyperbolic. If anybody wants to go see, just Google Stephen Kirshner on Amazon and he looks his book. I think he's at SUNY Fredonia, State University of New York, Fredonia. And he's got, you know, go, go just look at his books on Amazon. You know, you can just, there's other, Gail, Gail Rubin, I think is it, uh, sort of the founding document of queer theory. She's got writing. I think she's a University of Michigan anthropology professor. It's like, these academics are openly putting this out there. I'm not saying anything. It's just, it's there. It's just public information. So yep. they're writing this and we ignore it at our own peril. What, what are they writing? I'm going to look it up later, but I don't even think I, I don't know. Oh, the Gail, I, I know the, the answer, but. Well, the Gail Rubin writing that I, I actually posted it on Facebook recently was just talking about the erotic orientation of boy lovers and that those who try to shame them are they're actually victims that the boy lovers are victims of a persecution. Um, and I think Kirshner's book was adult child sex and pedophilia. And in that, if you, you can even preview this on Amazon, you can read the previews. He compares the revulsion that people feel towards, you know, pedophilic acts, adult between adults and children to the revulsion that some people will have when they watch obese people having sex. I mean, the, the kinds of moral, you know, and they claim that, oh, they're just analyzing this. We're just studying this. I'm like, no, oh my God. no, that's how they, that's how they do it. They just pretend that they're, this is open inquiry, academic freedom. It's like, no, you are furthering perversion and you're trying yes. to groom the masses into believing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they'll allow that, but they will shadow ban Abigail Schreier's irreversible damage and outright ban Ryan Anderson's when Harry became Sally. Yep. And uh, that works. Know, exactly the adult human female um, definition, dictionary definition on Etsy got, you know, yanked from, you know, my store. Mm -hmm. uh, but yet they have like disgusting, I hate even saying this stuff, like daddy's no. cum bucket or just like oh. just disgusting, like, and also kill turfs, which is yeah. trans, whatever. I'm not going to say, you know, you know, all that stuff lies. You say you hate saying that, but here's the thing. I, I am as descriptive as I am when I talk to people about this because yeah, unless, yep. unless people are jolted out of their stupor and they're yeah, actually yeah. forced to confront the nitty True. gritty of what's happening, they are never going to get it because Boy. it'll be, it, we have got to get over our squeamishness. When you, when you, <laughs> you realize that when you realize yes. that 13 year old, I've even seen evidence of a 12 year old girls are having their breasts sliced off. Yes, they are absolutely amputating. They're cutting. They're butchering bodies. Mm -hmm. This is not surgical care. This is not gender affirmative. No, you know, sir. This is breasts. this this no. is absolute barbarism. And unless we describe it in the exact 
language that it is. Here I go with the language again. Yes. People will never get it and it will never stop. Keep speaking the truth. Yes, shine that light on it. I mean, the whole the phalloplasty thing, when I saw that, I literally was, I got extremely queasy. Yeah. I, I felt like I was going to throw up. Um, I, I started crying. I was yes. like, this and there's awful. this whole girl's, you know, one example of this woman's YouTube. She does it because, I mean, it's like a Kardashian effect where you just can't stop watching it or looking at it because it's yeah. like horrifying. And they're providing this, you know, horrible, you know, it's like negative stuff that just shit there. You're like, what is this? And you're, it's like a circus freak show where you can't stop looking at it. And this woman's YouTube is all about her phalloplasty journey and like how awful her arm sensitivity and like all this. She's having to go back repeatedly in San Francisco, by the way, to get yeah. it like fixed. Um, but yeah. like she keeps putting these videos out. For, it's clickbait. Her entire mm -hmm. channel is that identity thing, which I've also seen people that are like um, a woman that believes she knows that she's a woman but still calls herself a trans man and her entire channel is trans, trans, trans. I'm like, I know you're doing this because it gets you clicks and it's your whole online persona. And, and you get a lot of likes and you feel like people want to know more about you and your transness. So I'm sure people, that person, for example, doesn't, can't fathom dropping that um, because it's there, it's, it's uh, garnering all this flow of mm -hmm. uh, what they feel is attention, which is also bullshit. It's the internet, it's not real. You know, and that, that and that ties back into sort of the spiritual component we were speaking of earlier but this is an entire quest uh, the the marketing of this horrible medicalization and surgery and all of this stuff is marketed to a generation that is just yeah. desperate for a sense of identity mm, and with yes. the secularization i think of society it's like there's this this huge um this loss of your sense of who you really are and so this yeah. gives people this false sense of an identity. Yes. We can't underestimate that when, when we're trying to raise young people and children, we need to just affirm that who they are is good, that there's nothing wrong with their bodies. It's like you need to instill a healthy sense of identity because that's, that's what this capitalizes on. Yes. Um, and you yes. mentioned, you mentioned Kelly J. Keene Minchel, who put out a video recently and you, you speak of the phalloplasties like this, you do however many, you know, follow up operations that this person, whoever you were talking about, had to have on that journey. She, well, she had a Kelly J once spoke of a woman who, and she shared the picture of this Instagram account where I think it was, I don't know if it's the same person in San oh, Francisco. Sure they put, oh, well, oh, she had, she had 31 follow up surgeries on her, on her body after she got her arm surgically de sleeved to make the penis. But then, I mean, I don't know that I don't, this poor, this was probably two years ago now that she shared this. This was before Kelly J got kicked off Facebook for, mm. for daring to tell the truth there. But this woman had to have, because of how they cut her up downstairs, uh, I think it was an ileostomy bag, and she was forced to urinate through her anus because oh of how they, they butchered her down there. Like, that's what this does to people. 31 yep. surgeries. Yep. Somebody's, somebody's making a lot of money. Yes, you know, exactly. Like who, who are we? Like, just what are we endorsing here? When you say that you're for trans rights, like, because this woman can't pee normally. She's got it coming out of her bowels, and yep. she's maimed and butchered. And like, you, you call this life-saving healthcare? I mean, the gall of people. Yep. Yeah. This, that, is, you know. this is the medical scandal of the century, if not the age, because unlike yes. previous medical scandals, this one you are—it's socially sanctioned and celebrated, and you're rewarded if you participate in it. 
Yes. Yes. Oh my God, I feel like if there's nothing even to say to that because you're so summary of, of it all is <laughs> wonderful. I mean, you know, that there's this whole subreddit. It's called like, I, I hate using this language because it's, I hate calling it neo-vagina because it's a fucking yeah. hole. It's not a vagina. Yeah. It's nothing vagina no. related, but they, they call it that. But it was like neo-vagina disasters. That got banned. Like there's so many things still happening today. Um, I have to suppress the truth. Yeah. Yes, constantly. And it's one of those things that most people like don't screenshot it or even report or like comment or like, look, I got banned or this got suppressed, whatever. I mean, a lot of people do actually, but people also really don't understand the amount of suppression of truth online. Oh, um, I don't huge. expect them to know, but yeah, it's, it's constant. Um, and the, the suppression of truth and it's concurrent with the constant drumming of lies. It's if, if they lose, I mean, I thought that it was very illustrative of, uh, if, if the trans activists can't control the narrative 100% of the time, they absolutely go ape. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think I read, don't quote me on this, but Leslie Stahl in the 60 Minutes episode some weeks back, which dared to have seven minutes, seven minutes mm -hmm. of detransitioners talking about their concerns. They, I think Leslie Stahl on CBS said that they'd never had so many objections before an episode went to air. Like that's how ferocious they are. They were all, the, the activists were so angry that that actually, that they made, I think the whole hour, I've heard that the whole hour was supposed to be, to be hour, on yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. But they, they, the, that they even got seven minutes is just crazy. I know. I was but blown other, away that that was out. I know. That was, time, that was, which is maybe, amazing. The, maybe the media blackout is starting to crack. Maybe that's mm. not, I mean, I won't, cross, yeah. won't hold my breath, but the other thing is that the fun. constant, the constant drumming of propaganda is necessary to keep this entire thing going. And I tell you, I just flew off the handle. I got so hot under the collar several weeks ago when I saw I don't know if the original source was People Magazine, God. or but that's where I that's where I saw it. Where it was Jazz Jennings, poor Jazz Jennings, who Sad. I think he's been under the knife three or four times now after they publicly castrated him on that TV show, yep. T TLC. He's now gained a hundred pounds. In, <gasps> Are you in serious? Two, oh yes, my God. Two, in less than two, in less than two years, and of course. I can't stand Katie Couric and she was cheering. I'm like, yeah, we're here for you. And like the whole, this is one of your media so luminaries. It's so sick. He's gained a hundred pounds around, around there, approximately a hundred pounds. Cause he's dealing with binge eating. It was like, well, if he's coming from, well, if his system's being, if he's being pumped full of estradiol, the estrogen is probably contributing to it. Yeah. And he's just, he's a wreck. He's an absolute yeah. wreck. I mean, there's and, one of them like like smiling, and I mean, I can you can see I see right through that shit. He oh. looks like he's it's just like a like dying inside smile. Yes, that's exactly right. Sad. And he has and the detransitioner that I, I keep mentioning, he has said to me his his eyes. He's commented to me about his eyes. And he had this kind of pithy phrase that just the knife through the heart when I heard him describe it. He's like his um. It's something like I can see Jazz is smiling, but it's it's a sad smile. You can see it in his eyes. It's just that boy. That what what our society has allowed to happen oh with that God. boy is, what is absolutely entertainment. Oh, it's what it's the he that the fact that I mean it's voyeuristic, it's cruel that 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 his you know his coming apart as he's dissociating from his body continually, and it's you know his parents doing all this to him too. I mean, it's and it's and it's framed as this entertainment, but you, I is, mean, you didn't see, you didn't see when they, exactly. of course, the first after the first surgery, 
He's got a blood blister down there in his crotch, and that thing split open, and he had to be rushed back. You didn't see that on TV. You don't see the other side of the story. This is very carefully, very carefully manufactured. That kid, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know how in the world he um, is, how much longer he can last um, without. Oh, yeah. but, but you know, here's the other thing. This is when I realized this. Which I think it also be the binge eating thing where he, it's it's something is eating away at him. Where yeah. you know what I'm saying eating the feelings thing. Right. I mean, and it's he's he, it, even more health problems now because yeah. of that. But I realized this just how just how insidious and how horrific and how long term the activists have been at this long before it exploded in our culture. Yeah. I saw this just this just enraged me a Barbara Walters interview with Jazz Jennings when he was, I think, four or five or six. And they had some idiot doctor on that program. This might have been 2020, back when she was still a host of that show. And the doctor said, and I quote, Jazz is 100% girl. The kid was like, before, long before that kid was on TV and had the show like celebrating this whole thing, like even back then when you hardly heard about this, they were already greasing the skids. They were starting even very subtly way back, long before transgenderism became a household discussion, long before these issues started yep. popping up in culture. They were they, they were turning up the heat way back then. Just oh, thought, yes. People thought, oh, that's just a fluke here and there. Nope. They were trying to psychologically manipulate the public even then. And it's been so massive. So the massive. eyes, the uh, smile and uh, eyes thing. One of the uh, earlier things I did when I was researching this, I'd go to the... Um, I forgot what the subreddit's called, you know, transitioning journey thing. And I had this whole like chart of I just screenshotted people's eyes because they look so soulless, sad, yeah. despair. A lot of yes. them are like, I'm like, a lot of I find with the men pretending to be women, they'll smile in a way like, I'm not really, are you buying this shit? Because I'm not buying yeah. it. Like this weird, like, mm, a lot of like, mm, smile. It's yeah. weird. Um, but I, I'll, I'll put that chart in the the video. It was just this all these eyes, and they're I just, just I couldn't stop. It's so undeniable. Like these people are so lost, like yeah. so lost. It's it screams to me, and they're in their face. The eyes are the window of the soul. I mean, that is true. Yeah, you know, and maybe I can sort of conclude on this note, but I will say that I genuinely do believe, as a Christian, that. There will this will not last much longer because Jesus loves children, <laughs> you know. And I just believe that it's not as though there haven't been other injustices on children, but this is the most brutal and sadistic abuse of children that I've ever seen. It's yes. not. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's sex trafficking and rape, and that's of course horrible. But like, this is so long-term and sadistic and cruel, and it's public. prolonged. It's public, and it's just there's so many. It's multifaceted evil atrocities against the most vulnerable among us. And I genuinely believe that just, I'm not trying to be fire and brimstone here, but like, I will, I do believe that there is a, a judgment against this particular evil of the mute, the mutilation and the destruction of children's bodies. I just believe that God won't take it very much longer. How and when I'm not going to give a timetable, but I just, I just, this can't stand. It can't yes. last. And so in addition to, you know, truth telling and all of the important work that radical feminists are doing and Christian journalists like myself and you are doing and all of the other people who are trying to in some way, you know, scream about this yeah. and say, no, this is horrible. Um, God's going to do 
what God will do. And so I'm yes. just, that's what, that's what honestly has kept me going for yeah. like, I couldn't, if I did, if I believed that he was just absent from the picture, not going to do anything about it, I think I'd, I'd just throw the towel in, but exactly. Agreed. No, completely. That's what, that's what keeps me going. Amen, Brandon. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. I highly, highly appreciate it. Keep on doing what you do. You're a valuable asset. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate the opportunity. Yep. Till next time, people.